Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is Ken and Curtis on WEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Text request, Fitzy. Pixies, in honor of Bill Belichick, where is my mind? Where is Curtis today? We don't know. D.C. somewhere, I think. Maybe flying back today. Had a little battery recharge. Nicholas Fitzy Stevens sitting in until 1130 today. I'm Ken Laird, the Ken and Curtis Show. A lot of plans uh, coming in on the text line, 37937, Fitz. Would you uh, Mm -hmm. care to react to some of these? Absolutely, my friend. I mean, this is it's supposed to be a pleasant Thanksgiving weekend. 774 texture. Whatever they do, it must begin with Mac in a boat, setting him adrift with no food. That is number one. Well, that, I mean, at least give him the dignity of taking him out in the lake, Fredo Corleone style, and just putting an end to it quickly. God, don't, don't people have sympathy for Mac and the way he's been treated? He has I'm been... stunned. I'm honestly stunned, Ken. I think it was, of all people, I think about a week and a half ago, Dan Shaughnessy wrote in The Globe, is it possible that we're being too hard on Mac? <laughs> and possible. I, I mean, I could. I hate. Like, it's not a popular take. But when have I been a, afraid to live as the lone resident, sort of Tom Hanks castaway style on unpopular take island? I, I thoroughly believe that while Mac Jones has not gotten the job done or anywhere near it, and he's not the answer or solution to any of the Pats' quarterback problems now and in the short term, he has been treated terribly by a large portion of the fan base and i think in parts of the organization as well and i think a lot of people would tell you that just probably not in public because it's not popular to defend mac jones i mean isn't it a fact could anybody dispute the fact that mac jones has been surrounded by garbage mac jones has been surrounded by garbage i don't know if he actually said that that was reportedly something he said or his camp had said earlier in the year but is that disputable in any sense is what is what element disputable? I'm sorry. Would you repeat it, that, please? That Mac is surrounded by garbage. Oh, Max. Oh, the famous uh, Henry McKenna, his yes. buddy quote to him in Fox. Uh, I think that was a little a tad excessive, a, a shade hyperbolic, but that's the way everybody goes these Tyquan days. Have you watched Thornton? Did you watch him run around in, in Germany? Oh, yeah. Did, did you? No, they didn't even play. No, you can't watch him run around in Germany because <laughs> he didn't even play. Oh, the, it was the and, game before. Yeah, and how about the, when he did like the... 
the Arthur Murray dance school route where he took yeah, 57 yeah. toe taps and ran into the receiver. <laughs> now, he was open on a play earlier where Mac missed him on a fourth down play. Right. How about the, the video this week? Mike, Mike, uh, our guy Mike Cadlick had it from Patriots practice, I think, on Tuesday. Taekwon Thornton versus Air. That's right. There was no one defending him. Ran a 15-yard out. Mac threw him the ball. Taekwon Thornton elevated, and it bounced right off his hands. 603 texter. Draft Marvin Harrison Jr. I think even a second or third round quarterback taken would be able to throw to that specimen. He is gold. Followed up by another 603 texter. Take him. Fans do not do need to be a bit patient. If they bring in a new coach, there's a lot to be fixed. You can't completely renovate a house in a week. It'll take more than a season. But Harrison's a place to start. That may be the answer. I mean, isn't that foolproof? Doesn't doesn't he seem like the surest thing? A lot of good quarterbacks potentially. Mm-hmm. But Harrison seems like the sure thing of the draft fits. Yeah, but, you know, if your quarterback, look what's happening in Seattle. You know, G, the whatever deal with the devil Geno Smith signed last year has seemed to have come undone. He's not playing well anymore, and he's got elite weapons around him at, on every side of the Seattle offense. Jackson Smith and Jigba, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett, and he can't get it done. Now, sure, they look terrible against arguably the best team in the NFL Thanksgiving night with the San Francisco 49ers, but you have to have somebody who can who can get him the ball. I, between elite wide receiver and franchise quarterback, which way would I go? I, I can't tell you with any certainty that any of the quarterbacks that are going to go out are going to turn into something special. I can tell you Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be, if he stays healthy, a potential Hall of Fame level wide receiver. I'd go with him first as a building block. Now, a tease Jim Harbaugh. That's Curtis's plan. Curtis wants Harbaugh in. It's potential. He's not going to coach today. He could get credit for the win, I think, today, but he can't coach today. Well, don't who forget he who he to- wants as a quarterback, too. Yeah, well, he wants the veteran. He, he, oh, wait, hold on. Jim Harbaugh does or Curtis? No, Curtis. He wants- Curtis wants a veteran NFL quarterback to step in next year with Jim Harbaugh. I believe so I, he threw out the name Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he wants Kirk Cousins, which will never happen because Kraft won't pay him $40 million. But some I, kind I, of veteran. I, I, he would probably be two for – I bet at this stage of his career – he would take two for 60 if it's fully guaranteed. Side question. I'm not sure they'd do it, that. I, why not? Well, they I didn't mean, do it for you, Brady. Why would you do it for Kirk Cousins? Because times have changed and they've realized the folly of their ways. God, wouldn't that be embarrassing? Now, who does Jim Harbaugh sign an endorsement deal with first, Hood or Gorelick, in terms of his whole milk consumption on the local level? But he might be. Isn't there a potential for further sanctions there? Like, he could be dodging. He could be getting out this year just to avoid potential sanctions at Michigan. Is it is it going to be? Yeah, I mean, there are. We were having debates. I, you know, I've got an in law family, chock full of Michigan fans, and oh, the place is going to be rocking today. Can you imagine what it would be like though, if people were debating like, does Michigan just get like uh, excluded from a bowl game for one year, for two years? Some people were even asking like, do they get the death penalty? And I, I can't imagine you remember when SMU got it forty years ago and it took them like thirty years to get out of college bowl jail. Like that mm-hmm. was. You can't do that to a program like Michigan. Yeah. Well, they could. I mean, it's never permanently death penalty because they eventually they they uh, they bring everybody, including SMU, back. But yeah, I mean, but do you like him or no? I uh, do. I like him. Yes. Do I think he would be a good fit with the Patriots? I don't think. I don't think a bunch of grown call, uh, professional athletes are going to want to have somebody like Jim Harbaugh who is kind of like a, a barking dog and he's a bit of an autocrat and a control freak. I just don't think that that's going to work. He's, what is he, 59, 60? Yeah, he's, but his brother's a success, so I think that gives him credibility instantly in the know. NFL. 
I don't think it would work here. So you and what 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 has happened by the way to like where have we all gone with the well Gerard Mayo is a surefire lock in for the next Patriot coach is could things be going so south with Bill Belichick right now that in the eyes and minds of Robert Jonathan Kraft and everyone else who pulls strings and presses the important buttons at Gillette Stadium that anyone attached to Bill Belichick in any capacity may have soured in their eyes? I just, I, I, I'm not saying this should happen, but don't you think if Bill does leave amicable parting of the ways, Kraft will want a splash that supersedes what Mayo's ascension to coach would be? He would want Vrabel, or he would want Harbaugh, or something with sizzle. Or do you think that because there's a fear of not only having let Tom Brady go, but now letting Bill Belichick go, that he's going to want some connection or some vestige of what was the great quarter century double decade dynastic run and so someone attached to that like mayo or vrabel will be necessary or wiggy because all right I mean, yeah, brockton had a good year yeah did you see what did they lose 22 to 7 what is your definition of good <laughs> i'm year? sorry wigs i was just a cheap shot let's go to the phones mark in new hampshire hello mark hey fellas thanks for letting me on hey so you know, for many, many years, uh, I keep hearing that Belichick is the GOAT. And I, I want, finally, for people to recognize that he's not. Is he a really good coach? Yeah. Could you argue with me um, that he's one of the greatest defensive coaches? Absolutely. But as far as head coaches, no. And who, the last who is that? Three out of the four. Um, I mean, he's not even the best of his generation. I would say Andy Reid, Mike Shanahan, right there off the top of my head, are better than him. And that's not even going back to, to other coaches um, back in history. But if you're a great coach, you don't allow your team, plus you have full control of the groceries, as they say, three of the last four years losing seasons. And it's all on him. He's made the decisions. And his coaching tree absolutely blows. <laughs> well, that's, there's no doubting that. But I would say there's a case to be made, Fitzy, that he is the GOAT, and the game just passed him by toward the end, which is nothing to be – ashamed of it's happened to a lot of greats it happened to chuck Noll. it happened to others happened to it joe happened Gibbs. To tom landry happened to tom landry right it's just kind of the way it's gone for a lot of these great ones i mean was shula anything special at the end he was just piling up you know wins to get was to a shula record even anything special for, ever for, yeah but well. more than just a couple of years even like right I, he was he was there for forever now andy reed andy reed is going to be a popular pick for the goat coach in a couple of years right Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he, if Andy Reid, who's in his early 60s, if he sticks around through his 60s, through the prime of Patrick Mahomes' career, there's a very good chance Andy Reid could catch up to Bill Belichick and even Don Shula, which would be mind-blowing to everyone who's been conditioned on the idea that high, far and away, Bill Belichick is the GOAT of all NFL head coaches. Andy Reid gets, he gets no, he doesn't get any love regionally. I think it's just mostly because a lot of Patriots fans fear Reed and Mahomes catching up to what was there with their bragging point, like the rock they stood so proudly on, which was there's nobody better than Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, and they were ours. Well, Brady wins a Super Bowl somewhere else, proves that he was a huge, if not most, the most important and integral part of said double dynastic run, and now there's flaws in Belichick's game. To me, Bill Belichick, what made him so great is also what's going to be his undoing, that stubbornness and like that that greatness and that need to do it his way. I, he doesn't have, Ken, there are not Donta Hightowers and Ted, forget about the quarterback even. You don't have Donta Hightowers and Teddy Bruskies and Roman Pfeiffers and Ty Laws and Richard Seymours 
and Rodney Harrison's all over the formation. We're like, well, Christian Gonzalez was a good start. Yeah, it was, and then it, and then and then that disappeared. All four. I mean, look at the the injuries and, in the and secondary. Duggar's good. Alone. I like Duggar, but you know, there was no Marcus Jones this year. Yet. By the way, it was basically a redshirt sophomore season for the poor guy who had the injury. You know, several weeks before Gonzalez did. But regardless of the defensive injuries, most people would not argue with the defense, save for the fact that Belichick went too defense heavy in the draft. Right. There's just there's. There's nobody to make things happen. On all, there is no spark. There is no catalyst. There is nothing dynamic about the Patriots' offense. They better whatsoever. just run it every play tomorrow, uh, don't you think? I mean, whoever the quarterback is is kind of irrelevant. This this should be a Stevenson game. If you, yes, I mean, if you be. want to win the game, which maybe they the, don't. The anytime touchdown prop for Zeke should be off the board tomorrow. Let's go to Eric in the car. Hello, Eric. Hey, how you doing? Uh, happy belated Thanksgiving, guys. Same to you, Eric. You sir um, as well. Uh, Ken. I have a question for you because Curtis is the only one that wants to throw Belichick fastballs where everybody else is just tossing it up on the tee. So considering Thanksgiving, we know Bill Belichick had the humble pie this year. Um, If you have a pie and you consider it 100%, let's just say the coaching and the head coach is 50, the general manager is 25, free agents is 25. Our pie is no good. We're at an all-time low of really good players. It's just been getting worse and worse and worse. And I've been the guy at season tickets sitting on those frozen benches before things get good. Wait a minute. So, so, what, just so what's, it, what's, what's in your pie, coach, yeah. personnel, and what? So 50%, the, the head coach and the coaches under him. Yep. 25%, the general manager. 25%, well, really, 50% of the general manager. And that comes with free agents in the, in the, in the, in the draft picks. We yeah. all know he has the final say on anybody going through there, from the ball boy right up to the, the pick. They might help him or suggest it, but he's going to pick who he wants to pick, and we all know that. So i just like to know how we've got bad so fast with all this stuff. And it's just like, can I just say a couple more things? Just a couple little things like they talked about, Curtis asked him about the offensive line. And he goes, well, we took a pick in the fourth, fifth, and sixth round. And we drafted and we signed a couple of guys and we traded for a couple of guys. Those guys are all nickels. He doesn't want to pay anybody to anchor the left or the right and, and give them the money. Chris Broad, uh, Chris Board Broad, wherever his name is, and Riley Reef and Calvin Anderson are on combined less than a minute. A game because that's only because the special teams running up and down the field. The other two guys don't even play. That's almost thirteen million dollars a year. No. He gave away just right. stuff like Tony, like he redshirts him, and then he doesn't. Even, I mean, you're not redshirts him. He, he franchises. He tags him, and then he yeah. doesn't even keep him. It was bizarre. You're totally right, Eric. That's Curtis's finest point, I think, by far. And a great question to Bill before the year began, Fitzy. What what did you do to help your offensive line? It was kind of a stunning answer, to be honest. Uh, I mean, I guess City So has had a good year, but. I mean, oh, was it? What, didn't uh, didn't was it either Belichick or Matt Groh who said like, you know, oh well, you know, we signed uh, Riley Reef and you know, yeah, we, who might play tomorrow? So He's eligible to play tomorrow. Very exciting. Oh, oh, it's is it Riley Reef season yes. again? Can all the way back in March, a month and a half before the draft, you know, we've we've built up a nice listenership and you know, there's a there's a decent echo to the sound of our voices on Six Rings. But I swear to goodness, we were begging Belichick and the Patriots to address the the tackle and the offensive line situation because that it's it's the most boring answer in football but that's where it begins and ends that's where it starts those are his fundamentals and to have just ignored all of it not signed a an Orlando Brown or Juwan Taylor not to have drafted high with a tackle and to have just thrown a bunch of guards into the mix and 
it's it's been bad. It's it's gotten better, but it was so bad to start that I don't believe they've been able to get out of the tailspin. So it doesn't even matter if you've got a broken Juju, a useless Parker, and a an invisible Thornton out there in the flat and deep for Mac Jones because. He was under such duress for the first half of the season. We signed, we signed Riley Reef. We drafted three players on the offensive line. <laughs> oh, my soul hurts. And Gasicki. Don't forget Gasicki. Oh, All right. Well, I, <laughs> you're one, better at blocking than Gasicki. 617-779-7937. Laird and Fitzy today in for Curtis is Nick Fitzy Stevens. Time to trend as Joe Braverman takes the mic. The Rich Keefe Show, weeknights starting at 6. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Well, going to the Celtics, their bugaboo continues to be the Orlando Magic as they fall on the road 113-96. to This is the fourth straight win for Orlando over the Celtics dating back to last season and their sixth overall on the year. Celtics did not have Drew Holiday, and they also lost Chris Porzingis in the third quarter due to left calf tightness. Jason Tatum says, hey, that is not an excuse for why we lost. Obviously, we're a much better team when everybody's healthy, but throughout the course of the season, there's going to be nights where you know certain guys are in and out, and uh, we can't use that as an excuse of why we didn't win the game. Uh, we still got to figure out you know, a way to get the job done. The Celtics will now need a win Tuesday over the Chicago Bulls to advance to the quarterfinals of the NBA's in-season tournament. Before then, they'll have a playoff rematch tomorrow afternoon as they welcome the Hawks to the TD Garden. The Bruins fell in regulation for only the second time this season, but it was once again to the Detroit Red Wings 5-2. Jake DeBrus, Danton Heinen, your goal scorers, Detroit using two goals in the first period to take the lead and hold on to it. The Bees will be right back at it this afternoon in New York against the Rangers. Puck drop is set for 1 o'clock. Final injury report has been released as the Patriots and Giants get ready to face off in the Meadowlands tomorrow. Seven Patriots are listed as questionable, this being Jawan Bentley, Trent Brown, Jonathan Jones, Devontae Parker, Riley Reef, Matthew Slater, and Dietrich Wise. On the other side for the G-Men, offensive lineman Evan Neal is out, and pass rusher Dexter Lawrence and receiver Darius Slayton are doubtful. Pats and Giants will kick off at 1 p.m. tomorrow afternoon. Staying in the NFL, the Dolphins took down the Jets yesterday 34-13 in the league's first Black Friday game. Boston College football ended their regular season with their third straight loss to Miami, 45-20. They finished with an overall record of 6-6 and and an ACC record of 3-5. And And staying in college football, rivalry Saturday starts with the much-anticipated number 2 Ohio State against number 3 Michigan from the Big House. We'll have Westwood One's coverage of that game beginning at 11.30 following Ken and Fitzy. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time 
happened to Hail to the Victors? That plan went out the window. I tell Braverman, you got to get Hail to the Victors. Fitzy wants to play this Brady hype video, which I don't know about Fitz. I mean, uh. is, it, is it really good? I mean, I I guess he's a Michigan alum. I, I would just, I'm hoping he goes away for five minutes. Can you do that, please? Can Brady just go away for five minutes? Let us all Wait. appreciate his greatness in silence and then come back in like a year. Are you kidding? No. I, I, I mean... First of all, he's getting ready. He's, he needs he's to let growing it breathe. Have you, a, have you ever listened to the Greg Hill show? They let it breathe a little bit. You've got to let it breathe. Right. To make people miss you. I got if, you. To if, step if away to let people miss you. Every 24 hours, he's got to weigh in on how bad the league is without him. Blah, 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 blah. No. All right, all right. Yep. Get hooked me back in this. Here we go. Turn it up. Turn it up. Come on. Is this queued up? There's a lot of uh, foreplay on this. And, uh, this see, is the foreplay version. It's not queued up. It's not queued up. That's it. That's it. Yeah. We'll re-racket we'll, we'll at uh, 41. Yeah. Kenny Curtis show fits you in for Curtis. But you want to play some of the Brady. What did he do? Uh, so, you know, Brady is growing, obviously, into his role next year as the number one color analyst on Fox NFL as a personality, uh, you know, as a, as a part of the Fox football brand. And Got there's it. nobody better to have speak to how important the greatest rivalry in college football or one of the greatest rivalries Michigan versus Ohio State is. So they put together this fun like vintage era I am the storm, I am the river, I am the fire, Tom Brady style hype reel uh showcasing the greatness and the history and the legacy of the Ohio Michigan boundary wars they call it. Uh and Brady narrates it. And I, about 30 seconds in Ken the goosebumps got goose pimples. <laughs> the hairs all over my body from head to toe were standing up. And all I could think of was, holy blank word, do I, not only do I miss Brady, but I just miss the days of like watching, the, like, A, important football, and B, Brady putting out these reels to get you hyped and ready to, I just texted it to Curtis on the break, and Curtis just wrote, so great. I think Curtis is in tears right now. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Do you want to play, you have 30 seconds of it? It's, it's two and a half minutes. We'll just play a clip. Here you go. There are great rivalries at every level, across every sport, all over the world. This game, the game, shares the stage with no one. It's beyond a bowl game, a playoff game. It's the greatest rivalry of all. Today in the Big House, a cathedral where dreams of championship rings and bronze trophies come true. More than 100,000 diehards on their feet. Undefeated versus undefeated. Touchdown, Bucks! This year. Marvin Harrison. Mike Carr. Yesteryear. Seven of the century. Forever. Now the oldest Big Ten rivals going. Ohio State, Michigan. On Fox. Yeah. I would have preferred Ty Law myself, somebody who actually played at Michigan, but fine. If that does it for you, great. <laughs> Uh, you mean someone who led one of the greatest comebacks in bowl history only to then replicate it a decade and a half later in the NFL? Good point, Ken. 617-779-7937. Here's back to the plan. Patriots plan. 207 texture. See if you uh, agree with this. Okay. If you trade Belichick, you can get Dallas and Washington into a bidding war, two division rivals, to get a decent haul back for him. In addition to your top five pick in every round, perfect opportunity to rebuild also to hire a legitimate GM who knows how to pick talent. Can they actually get a bidding war going between Dallas and Washington? Uh, a bidding war between Dallas and Washington? Why would you have to get them into a bidding war when the Chargers are going to dismiss and relieve themselves 
of that boob of a head coach, Brandon Staley, who just basically signed his own coaching death warrant with that presser after the uh, last week against uh, who they lose to Green Bay. Uh, why wouldn't Bill Belichick want to go to California? He could be a star in Los Angeles. He could lead the Chargers to the he could playoffs. Be a star in Los Angeles. Are you kidding? First Do you of all, not nobody in can. LA cares about football. I, but they would if all of a sudden Belichick goes to the Chargers. They would go He's such from a dynamic media personality. He the will second rally the team, troops. the second team in a massive market that is thoroughly irrelevant to all of a sudden. A, do you think you don't think his ego? He would want to be on the ten or the four, you know, three hundred five or whatever the hell the name of the, the numbers are. The no, certain highways. He wants Washington. That's his backyard. That's where he grew up. That's what he knows. That's what mm-hmm. he's comfortable with. They he love loves football. the NFC North. I, excuse he me. Would, he loves NFC East. He would yeah. try to waken the echoes there. That's his place. Or Dallas. Or Dallas. A star in Hollywood. Are you kidding? He's on all the talk shows. There's massive billboards of him. Uh, just everywhere. Plus, he's near the. He's massive a beach guy. Can don't don't forget about Barbados Belichick. Yeah. <laughs> he's close to the Nothing beach. Nothing says Malibu like Belichick <laughs> and the hooded billboard. Don't forget what Gary Myers tweeted out. He loves the beach. So, thank you, Joe. Remember the Gar- yeah, remember Virginia Gary beach. Myers Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Virginia Beach, please, Ken. Virginia Beach is for lovers. That's Come their on. slogan. Um, <laughs> Belichick's a little less of a lover and more of one night Charlie these days. Oh, now, um, either way, you could be right. As long as if the Chargers are in, great. So, so what could you get a first round pick for him? Is that potentially possible? Yes. Wow. I I, I still think. Look, Washington has a a bunch of picks now that they dealt Montez Sweat and Chase Young. Uh, the they've got a quarterback who's you know he obviously he's been a bit turnover prone this season, but you've got someone you can work with. They have talent on both sides of the ball. They're just poorly run by old Riverboat Ron. But does does what is the name of the the major, the majority owner? Um, Magic. It's Magic. Josh Johnson. Harrison. Magic Josh Johnson. Harris. Thank you. Yep. Um, I mean, does he want to make a splash that badly that he's willing to part ways with draft equity they would need to continue their rebuild? They are a little desperate. I mean, they are getting lapped in the division, right? I mean, they're just Washington is a laughing stock. Eagles, Cowboys, Giants have fallen back, but still, they yeah, need Giants something. Giants will be okay next year. I like Dayball a lot. Really? I do. <laughs> this year hasn't shaken your faith in him? I, look, oh my God, what has he got to work with? I guess, but that's partly his fault, no? Well, he's got his guy that he brought, Joe Shane, down from Buffalo. They're having a bad year. They, You want to talk about perfor- performing well and above and beyond expectations last year and outkicking your coverage. I don't think anybody expected the Giants to be as tough and out last year, go 9-7-1. and one. That was a miraculous coaching job, but obviously the pendulum had to swing back the other way this year. Great text, 781 text, all caps. Enough already, Brady, go away. Inject that into my veins. That Save that text. That says it all. Come on. Phil in New Hampshire on the phones. Hi, Phil. Hey, good morning, guys. <clears throat> I do have a – I wanted to talk about Will Graham, but before anything, I really, truly, truly do hope that everybody successfully pushes Belichick out of town. I really do because I want him to put the word out, if you trade for me, I am not going to coach your team. I want him to have a clean break, and the part of me that wants to watch the world burn wants to see him take over that Buffalo Bills job and then shove a trophy down everybody's throat. Really? So I I truly, I do truly believe he got saddled with the wrong quarterback. I think that was a 100% Bob doing business thing, and I want to see how Bob Kraft runs this team without Bill Goodell sitting there taking all the shots (laughs) from Budget Bob. 
Wow, and budget, his, uh, lack of real money spending. <laughs> Good day, budget, Bob. Bob. <laughs> you can call him Baloney Bob too if you want, <laughs> um, according to Pete Carroll. But uh, <clears throat> but yeah, you know that's why he he sits on his hands so much, and that's why there's so much theatrical outrage because he's got his own personal Goodell. Takes all the shots while he's got a state with a millionaire's tax. And he does no real money spending. And to get these players to come here, real money spending is going to be it. And I honestly think that that real money spending had something to do with go ask Mr. Kraft. Because I think Bill wanted the, they needed that cap hit to be about $12 million and for him to even bring in any talent to go with Tommy. But anyway, let's, let's get past all of that. There's a really nice article on uh, USA Today from a while ago when Will Greer with, was with the uh, – Dallas Cowboys and the players were raving about him, talking about how that ball comes in so much faster than uh, they expected it to. Great, he's got great charisma. There's something about him that makes him want to follow him. Uh, the kid's got athleticism. You know, 75 yards in his last preseason game. I am not a preseason champion kind of guy, but what I do like it preseason will still at least show you that there's athleticism. These are things we're starving for. We have a quarterback who cannot even handle a shred of adversity. Last year, Josh McDaniels left. There was a shred of adversity. Everyone wanted to put it all on Matt Patricia. But, you know, while Mac was crying about not liking lemons, Bailey Zappi took the coach and made some lemonade out of it. Um, Mac Jones uh, played two bottom ten teams and looked inept in that same exact offense because he was crying about the coaching. When you have somebody who's not a leader – when that's your field, General, you're going to make a great coach look bad. It's going to deteriorate the culture. Tom Brady was Belichick's co-signer. They were the same spite-driven fellow. They were the same psychopath. They were perfect together. We were blessed to have the perfect coach, the perfect quarterback tandem. We got 20 years of that. And when I sit here and listen to these people, you know, go, well, oh, Brady. Like, yeah, Brady walked through the door and, and, and was instantly the Patriot way. Belichick showed him nothing. Like, I can't stand all of it. We were blessed. We should sit back, count our blessings, and then we should all be rooting for Bill to be able to go out the way he should. And the bottom line is there's no way that this guy is in the twilight of his coaching career and he wants to run a team with a hard budget. You're going to be nuts to believe that that guy does not want to spend some money. That guy does not want to get the players that he wants. This whole, like, New England narrative about, oh, it's Bill's ego that makes him want to stifle his own team and spend very little money because his ego nobody can make more money than him yeah i know the guy doesn't want to coach top talent Get all right great well phil right. bring it okay. wow that was, was a, a mini there. podcast on the show that was a, that was a rackham that was a jim rome rackham but some good points there budget bob was excellent mm-hmm. obviously uh, a bill guy not a mac guy um anything else you want to dip into there real spend uh, he wants him to spend money so that's yep. back to craft i see i don't see i don't believe could you really buy into the idea that Robert Kraft cheaped out on Tom Brady and that it was his edict that forced Belichick to let him go? I, I just I don't can't know if believe. I could, but I was thinking as he said that Belichick's ultimate checkmate move would somehow to to be to say that when he leaves here to get that out into the ether, whatever way he can, that I wanted to sign Brady, Kraft wouldn't let me spend it. To put that on Robert, that would be the ultimate death blow. Uh, and who went? But who? Why does I mean I understand that every dynasty, every great era and run has to fall apart or at least has to end at a certain point, but does it have to be so messy? Does it have to be so acrimonious? Do we have to speculate that there's so much spite involved? Like why can't people This is what's so awful about it. This is like this is what's so disappointing I think for so many fans that like 
you've got people picking sides and you've got people accusing others of cheaping out or not appreciating the greatness of others. Like, I don't think I, I, you'd have to be a fool. We've been doing this for years, but we have to continue to sing this song. You would have to be a fool to believe it was 100 percent all and exclusively Tom Brady that made it move, that made it work and that got it done. Of course, he had he needed Bill Belichick as much as Bill Belichick needed Tom Brady. And if anything, what's gone on with both of them over time is that they they showcased that about one another. Each of them needed the other to achieve that pinnacle of greatness. 413 texture. Will Smith might do better at quarterback than Will Greer tomorrow. Okay. 603. He's got six, a strong right hand. Six, <laughs> 603 texture. I feel like Fitzy hit his head in 2014 and has been stuck there ever since. You, uh, you just love Brady. You love the glory days. It's fine. It's understandable. The glory how, days were as glorious as they get. It wasn't I, just 2014. I get it. Come on. I get it. I, no, I haven't, I haven't been stuck. How could you not? I mean, I'll the, always. I'm so grateful that I was able to do what I did and be a part of this run. And, and it's a cherished not just portion, significant phase. Like, it's a chunk of my life. It's 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 40% of my human existence, the Tom Brady era. Do you have the recording run. of you asking Brady about, you had your top 10 Brady moments, top the, 10 uh, Brady top passes Brady throws. on the Great Hill Show. And yeah. you, you, you rattled them off to him, and he was just, he was eating it up. That, that has to be on a recording somewhere in your house. Uh, maybe, it's one of your maybe. finest moments. Maybe it's when I open the when I open the front door at place. Absolutely not, Fitzy. <laughs> oh, I, I was what a, what a thrill that was. I've still never met the man in person, but that's okay. Let's go to that's Ron okay. on the Cape. Hello, Ron. Good morning. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. So, a couple things. Um, you know, I, I don't want to pick a lane as far as who's the greatest quarterback and who's the greatest coach. Coach. I mean, I I agree that they were better together. But you do have to question the fact that if you look at Bill's coaching tree, you know, who has gone off from that tree and been successful? Who's come back from that tree and been successful? And if you look at it, and again, I'm not trying to pick a lane. I'm just talking this out. You know, the common denominator was, was Brady and the people around him because Bill hasn't had the success as Brady had when he moved on. And I'm not sure that in today's time frame, with the type of players that need to be managed, that he'll ever have that success again because he's got a very distinct way of treating people, coaching people, and I don't know if that works anymore. Uh, and I do want him to be successful, but I think moving forward he'll only be successful as a defensive mind because offensively, if you look at Brady, I wouldn't say Bill was responsible for developing him. Um, and I think it was a unique time that there were so many great players around him. I'm a little bit older, so I remember the days of the Bruins back when we had Bobby Orr and Esposito. I mean, that group, you could never replace it. And I'm not sure we'll ever replace the team we had when Brady was here. So I'll let right. you guys go. Thanks for letting me on. Thank you, Ron. I mean, the coaching tree, the only thing that saves the coaching tree is if you give Nick Saban a piece of that tree. Does that count? He was technically on Bill's staff in Cleveland. No, I don't, that doesn't count. I mean, it technically should count. I don't think anyone's going to count that as part of the Belichick coaching tree. The okay. Belichick I mean, coaching tree is one. Bill O'Brien, which just he's not doing a great, a great job with his legacy this year. The best I think people would say uh, it has to be that or, any, or Dayball. I guess you love Dayball. I do. I do think Brian Dayball's done a good job so far. I mean, yeah, he's having a bad season this year. I he, to just solely blame Brian Dayball 
for Daniel Jones getting hurt multiple times, Tyrod Taylor being hurt multiple times. You know, what was it? Was it the ineptitude of the Buffalo Bills on Sunday Night Football, or was it the fact that Brian Dayball knew how to get into the head of Josh Allen and how to stop the Buffalo Bills that led to Tyrod Taylor almost pulling off that unlikely upset? Now, I know Buffalo's had a downturn of a season. Hell, they could even miss the playoffs, Ken, but it's not like the Giants have just been an absolute complete embarrassment all season long. They couldn't beat the Cowboys. Pats couldn't beat the Cowboys. That's why they're all lined up for tomorrow's toilet bowl and back to a caller a few calls ago ken again you've seen what you've seen with mac jones if you want to try to resuscitate his career and see if he's got any value going forward for this organization okay fine but obviously he and belichick are not great bedmates if you want to showcase hey maybe bailey zappy does have backup potential and it was not an anomaly last year that he played pretty well Put him in. And if you just want to say the hell with it and YOLO, you put Will Greer in tomorrow. There's a, re- <laughs> there's a reason to start all of them. I think most Pats fans would want to see Will Greer. Really? Because it could be a, it's something different. Yeah. It's new. It gives you an element of like, oh, hey, the Greer guy's in. I'll watch the yeah, first half. That lasts about a quarter until he stinks. And, you're and when down. it's 6-3 Giants at the half, everyone's like, looks like I'm raking leaves. Honey. But the smarter play is to resuscitate Mac Jones' value. Maybe you can get something out of him. <clears throat> I mean, he's the asset. He's the only asset of these three. That's the reality. Uh, but at this, at this point, he's not much. Now, 413 texter. Okay. Could Brady come off the plane tomorrow, suit up, <laughs> and win before any of the three stooges that could start tomorrow? You know it to be true. I actually want to ask you a question about this next. Do you want Brady back in the organization somehow next year? Obviously not as a player. Do you want him as a co-owner? Do you want him... Could he ever coach again? Could he be in management? Do you want him back here? Are you upset that he's associated with the Raiders? Will he do well on TV? I would like just a, just a two-minute, because you're, you're infatuated with Brady as Curtis's. Just two minutes on Brady, then back to the calls on the plan. That's all it means. You don't need Brady doing a fight song or whatever. Hype video. That is the finest of the finest. It is the Kenny Curtis Show. Fitzy in for Curtis, who is off today. Back next week, I believe. Let it be noted. There is a show that I was here for and Curtis was not. Let's just put that on the record, Joe. Well, what happened last week, though? That's fine, but just saying this is one in my direction. Ken, if only you could get in touch with the boss of the radio station and let him know. <laughs> oh, wait a second. I'm talking to him. Uh, well, that's great to hear you say that. Well, put. BML, boss man Laird. I thought that's what everyone calls you. Now, Brady, what do you want to see in Brady's future? Because he just put out this hype video today, and I said he needs to go away, and you loved it. You had goosebumps on your goosebumps and all that. Mm-hmm. So next year, he's got Brady Day. Curtis wants him to, like, make a proclamation that day that he's taken over part ownership of the team or he's become the coach or he's become the GM or he's become something in the organization. Woodcraft want that. Do you want that? I think Robert Kraft would want that second to only getting a chance to travel back in time and not let Brady leave in 2020. I think Robert Kraft would be go over the moon to have Tom Brady back involved in some organizational capacity. But Brady has, in addition to a history here that he does not want to mar in any 
capacity, way, shape, or form, he has 375 million reasons to do the job that he's been hired to do starting next September. Uh, the fog, you, th- you actually believe he'll be on TV? I do. Why, Ken? It's a third of a billion a dollars to spend three days a week you know, having you know, Al Michaels' eight-minute ribeyes and talking to people about what goes on, you know, traveling the country to talk football. Uh, and, you know, he, he's, I think he'll eventually be good at it. But, you know, it's Tom Brady's star power. Why wouldn't he? I think he'll be good at it, too. And I, I don't think you he's going to be, be the critical? best. He'll need to be. That, that's the big question is will he be? He certainly can't be any more embarrassing than Tony Romo. Having a you know a thirteen year old tight pants moment watching Dolly Parton run around at the <laughs> halftime show of Cowboys Commanders. My yeah, God, I'm glad you guys covered that yesterday because I don't want to. I really don't want to break oh, that down. What a disaster! But it, I did watch Gronk on the pregame show on oh, Thanksgiving, geez. and it was just God. Is it so embarrassing? I mean, the poor guy. Get him off I, there. There was even a sequence where he didn't talk. Like they went to everybody for their monologue. Gronk didn't even get a chance, and that was his best work. <laughs> Have you ever seen some of the times where he's shared stories? And then they've cut to Howie Long, and they've asked Howie, like, "Hey, Howie, do you have anything to add?" Nope. nope. You can just tell he's like, "I don't." He, he probably respects Gronk's on-field accomplishments, as you know, of as course. a former football player. How can you not? But as an analyst, like Howie Long is tremendous, and Gronk, like, I mean, we only replay his clips so we can laugh at you know calling Shane Steichen Shane Spikeman. Nine with Patrick Holmes. <laughs> Patrick Holmes. Nine seven eight texter. Brady will be an excellent broadcaster. He's so obsessed with everything he does. He wouldn't do it if he didn't think he could be one of the greats. He's probably spent this year in a lab practicing for it. I mean, I guess. I just I got my doubts. I but I, back see, here, I think maybe. he's going to be good. Of course, he said he'll never live in the north in the northeast again. So it probably won't be back here. You did a bang up job, by the way, when that when that came through and he was still playing QB for our mutant cousins down in Tampa. You guys did a bang up job of making a mountain out of that molehill. That was not Ken, a molehill. That was a deep dagger cut. That was douchery at its finest. <laughs> Ken, when you have had a chance to enjoy things like vitamin D, freedom, the outdoors, sunshine, happiness. <laughs> All the things that come with living, you know, in well, California, I don't hear Florida. That. Tough it up. It's the Northeast. Tough it up. I already toughed it up for decades. I don't need to be called a buttercup. My skin is plenty thick and my emotional state steely cold thanks to having grown up and living the majority of my life in the Northeast. Well, then don't, don't rub it in when you're not here anymore. Nobody wants to hear that. But what? But what's wrong with... There are so many people around here that probably reacted negatively to that because secretly they just didn't want to let their friends around the fire pit that they drink their sorrows away know they wish they were Tom Brady as well. Well, fine. Then it wasn't a molehill. It actually hurt. It was a deep insult to the region. And he knows that. That's what. And it was personal. It was a personal shot. I, Let's go to I Jay in Boston. Hello, Jay. Hello. How are you doing? Thanks for taking the call. Sure. Can you hear me? We got you. So I just wanted to say a couple quick things. One was um, half the time I listen to the show, it's, oh, Belichick got to go, the game's passed him by, blah, blah. And then the other half is he has no players. How can they be any good? So it's like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Now, one last thing. Before this region, New England knew nothing about football except losing. All right? Like, Like, let's be honest. Until Parcells and Belichick brought any kind of knowledge to this region about football, we really will the circle on everyone's schedule. Look at Buffalo, Dallas, and San Fran, how long it took for them to come back when they lost their quarterback. I just want people to be very careful. And re- remember, you'll be sitting on your hat 
every single Sunday waiting for your wife to come out of modules if you get rid of this guy, all right? Because there'll be nothing to do around here. There'll be nothing to do around here. Be, remember, he is the reason we are even thought about in football in America. Thank you. I enjoy the show. Thank you, Jay. That's a good call. Defensive bill. Save that drop. You'll be sitting on your hands waiting for your <laughs> wife to come out of Marshall. Uh, that is well done. Look where we are. <clears throat> look look where we were versus look where we are. Ken, I have said time and again on the postgame show with Keith, the podcast and beyond, wherever you've given me an opportunity to speak as Vox Populi of Patriots Nation, I have said time and again, fans, instead of fearing this, steer into it, embrace it, like go back to the good old days of the 70s, when it was a it was a dump, but it was our dump. You couldn't give away seats. Just touch the bottom again to to appreciate how great we had it and what the rebuild, however long it takes, is going to be. Because you don't just get to live in in a golden castle with ivory towers. Why not for free? I mean, there's nothing wrong with a one year rebuild, a a tankathon, and then a really good player that turns it around quickly. I would take that. I don't think you need to wallow around on the bottom for multiple years no we it, don't have to live in jets fandom or you know we don't have to be the rays right. to rebuild no all right danny and quincy's lined up but there's not enough time here in this segment we'll save that for the 11 o'clock hour a 30 minute sprint up to ohio state michigan and you are requesting i believe the ohio state fight song as a equal time like they say right. on you know the the on That's the fine. news networks all right that is next ken and fitzy and for curtis you'll be sitting on your hat every single sunday waiting for your wife to come out of modules if you get rid of this guy we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.